Hey, this is John Lee Dumas, the founder and host of Entrepreneurs on Fire. And if you're wanting to learn how to embrace change and navigate through disruption as a leader, then listen to the Leadership is Changing podcast with my good friend, Dennis Giannoutsis. He's prepared to ignite. Welcome to Leadership is Changing. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change. This is taking your leadership to another level by finding the balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Hey, welcome to the show, Leadership is Changing. What we as leaders know to be true is that change is constant. Leaders everywhere confront similar obstacles because people are people, but everywhere you go, leaders are overwhelmed, disrupted, and under pressure. They run from email to email, meeting to meeting. Many leaders are not changing quick enough, which means they run the risk of becoming irrelevant and being left behind. The purpose of the show is taking our listeners' leadership to another level by finding their balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. I believe we don't have enough effective leaders in the world today, and if we get the leaders to step up and lead change, then they can inspire real change. Hey listeners, it's now time to adapt in our fast-moving world, and I want to welcome you to today's episode, which is another one of these mashups that I'm doing based on various episodes or guests that I've had on the show before. You know, we're going on 11 months now with this uh, podcast and tremendous support. But you know what? The support we're getting around the mashups too, and people are really enjoying and sending me messages saying how much they are enjoying and revisiting some of these questions around the different episodes. If you haven't already checked out episode 00, go ahead and do that. That's my little story or introduction to the podcast and why I actually started this podcast. So go ahead and do that. And if you haven't already done so, go and check out, and we'd love you to join the Facebook group or the LinkedIn page, which is Leadership is Changing, and we would love to see you there. Okay, I've got four superb guests again to share with you in this mashup. John Lee Dumas, he's from episode 32. He is the podcast host of Entrepreneurs on Fire. And uh, recently, Forbes have said he's in the top 10 business podcasts for you to listen to. A tremendous guy. And I uh, love being around him and, and, and listening to what he has to share and learning from him. Our second guest is Trey Carmichael, virtually limitless podcast host. Great guy. He's on episode 34. Marie Katrin Gonick, who is from episode 35. And Marie is a skilled coach in nutrition, mindset, and entrepreneurship. And Paul Martinelli, he is from episode 37. I've known Paul for many years, and um, Paul was a high school dropout and then has gone off to be a multimillionaire and done very well. President of the John Maxwell team, uh, where there's a whole lot of coaches and speakers there. And he shared the stage with many, many speakers, some very big names in the speaking industry, and a wonderful person to listen to. So team, sit back, take notes, and enjoy the actual mashup, and have a great time. Hey, the show here is called Leadership is Changing, and uh, I know you and I have talked about this before, but uh, Leadership is Changing, what does it mean for you? 
Leadership is changing. And the reason why I think that is because we used to live in a world where there were just gatekeepers, gatekeepers for everything. I mean, you wanted to be in the movies, like you had to go through the gatekeepers in Hollywood. You wanted to be a singer. You had to go through the gatekeepers, you know, and fill in the blank of whatever record studio label was big at the time. Like you wanted to be in finance. You had to go through a couple of the biggest firms. That's all gone now. Like all of these old, white, crinkly gatekeepers that used to exist, by the way, old, white, male, crinkly gatekeepers that used to exist, they're all gone. Their time is gone. They're dinosaurs. The reality is now you can be anybody, anywhere who says to yourself, I am going to solve one problem better than anybody else in the world. And that one problem can be very minuscule, tiny, and niche. And by the way, the more niche, the better, and mm -hmm. you are going to be able to make it. And by make it, I mean, you're going to be able to build a raving fan base for people that are like, thank the Lord that there is somebody out there that is solving my specific problem in a very specific, direct and high quality way. Like back in 2012, that's all that I did. I saw that nobody was solving the problem of releasing a daily podcast, interviewing a successful entrepreneur. I stepped into that space. I solved that problem. I did it for 2000 days in a row. I was not a good podcast host. I didn't know what I was doing. I stumbled along in the dark, but I figured things out as I went through. Because guess what, Dennis? The day I launched, I was the best daily podcast host in the world, interviewing entrepreneurs. I was the worst daily podcast host, interviewing entrepreneurs. I was the only daily podcast host, interviewing entrepreneurs. How can you, listeners, become the only yeah, cool. The only and, and John, I think that's that's something that I see with a lot of people, whether they're in leadership roles or entrepreneurs, business owners, wh whatever it is, a lot of them procrastinate. They tend to not sort of just do anything. And and I think what you're just sharing there about the fact that they, if you go out there and do it, you know, it's never going to be perfect. But you've got to start somewhere. I mean, any tips for anyone about procrastinating or just getting on with it? Any thoughts? Listen, procrastination is what every human being does because it's easier to procrastinate and we want to go mm. towards the easier. We want to relieve pain. We want to increase increase pleasure. That's what we do as human beings, relieving pain, increasing pleasure. That's what we do. And guess what procrastinating is? That is relieving pain or that is increasing pleasure. It's doing both of those things at once because you're not doing the hard work that it's going to take. So if you want to continue to live a life of quiet desperation, if you want to continue to have to grind away making other people rich, if you want to continue to live a life where you're having to follow other people's orders, then keep procrastinating. But if you actually want to take your life horns by your life's bull by the horns and <laughs> steer that bull in the direction that you want it to go and create a, a life of financial freedom, of location freedom, it starts by saying, you know what? I know I don't want to do this, but I have to do this. I need to stop the procrastination. I need to stop trying to be perfect. And I just need to do it. Every master was a disaster. You need to be open and willing to be a disaster and just start and just go and just drive forward. That is the focus. Yeah, nice. Every master is, was a disaster. Team, listeners, it's never going to be perfect. Just go for it. And uh, John is sharing that with us. 
Hey, we've got a, this show, the title of the show is Leadership is Changing. There's so much happening in the world today. And, you know, you started off talking about you've got to a situation whereby you had to change. You were willing to change and do some change. When we talk about leadership is changing, what does that mean for you? When we talk about leadership is changing, I think that I think that leaders very much need to have different characteristics than maybe they did in the past because the majority of leaders they're hard like let, let's use the let's use the entrepreneurial world as an example. We've got the hardcore closers, the Grant Cardones and all these people that they, it, it almost feels like they just want to yell at you all the time when, in my opinion, a leader is supposed to be compassionate. They're supposed to be giving. They're supposed to take care of the people around them, where I feel like the majority of gurus are kind of out there teaching people fluff. They're not teaching people the things that are going to actually help them get to the next level, or they're charging you thousands of dollars, or they're just yelling at you on the internet. I don't think that's a proper leader. Okay. And so what what do you think they need to do differently? Build community. Like build an yeah. actual build an actual culture and an ecosystem around what you do that is actually accepting that brings people in that brings people of all different ideologies, belief, etc. into one place and like cultivate that community. Let it grow. Let the people in your community grow. When you feed the people in your community, they feed you. Nice. Feed the people in your community. They're going to help feed you as well. So, yeah, great. So bring the community of people together as a leader. That's our role is what I'm hearing here from Trade, that he's saying bring them together, give them the opportunity, let them help others. Uh, really quite cool. Hey, so Trey, you're, you're a, a young guy in, in business and doing things in that. And uh, what is it in particular that you're looking for from leaders today? The biggest thing that it comes down to me for – that I'm looking for in a leader is compassion. And when I'm looking for leaders for me personally, I'm looking for people that have been where I've been and have what I want to have. And I'm learning to look past the, uh, the surface level of it, where, for instance, we've got the Two Comma Club Award, where that's put on a pedestal, where if you've got a Two Comma Club Award, you're the guy, you must know your stuff, where... If you sell two con two half a million dollar condos for a real estate company, they give you a two comma club award. So you have to kind of look below the surface and figure out what people are doing and what and if they're actually showing up and how they're showing up every day. And it comes down to the way they treat their people. That's the biggest thing that I look at. Yeah. So how they treat the people, how they show up. It's really important and that compassion as you talk about, right? So that's really, really good. Um, I'm just taking notes here. I think it's that's fantastic what you're sharing there. The, what You mentioned something about the surface. I think there is a lot of leaders out there today whereby they look good. This is how I say it. They look good. They smell good. But it's very much a surface thing. If you dig a little bit deeper, there's not much there. Is that, is that what you're saying, that they need to have something, that they have to be done it or they understand where you're, where you're going as well and helping you get there? I like to have a balance of both. I like to, I like to, when I'm looking up to somebody, I like to find people who have actually been where I've been at and experienced the things that I've experienced because they know how to conquer the problems I'm dealing with. Yep. Good, good. That's excellent. Yeah. So then they come along with some, what I call experiences, but war stories as well, right? Some examples whereby you go, oh, and then you can relate to it because that's where you're going to learn a lot from them uh, for sure. 
So, Marie, the show here, the title is Leadership is Changing. That's the topic we're talking about today. And when we talk about leadership is changing, what, what does that mean for you? For me, leadership is changing. It's, it's how you can adapt in a situation, you know. And it's, you need to be very quickly to react on that. Like the COVID came up on us and the, the leaders that are changing the world at that moment are leaders that have guts, that take risk, and they don't know where they can go, but they try to find opportunities. They need to look up to the sky and find the positive things. Like you say, every time when there is a crisis, there are big opportunities as well. And and I know sometimes when you say it to the people in front of you or you teach or you try to help people, sometimes people are in such a dark place because they lost people. Uh, yeah. All the things, the, the economic uh, crisis, it's, it's very hard. And then you need to step up and really give them mm. peace, tools, like the, the leadership eight ways. So it's, it's important to be able to do that. And, and you need to be strong and confident at that moment to step up and be the person who is looking to the sun. Eh? And uh, even though you also have your anxieties, but you know how to handle them. You do your, your, at the back end, you do like meditation or affirmations. I mean, you know, you have a system in place that can, pick you up when you have uh, this anxiety. And and that's what you can do to help people, help change in this world. And it's very important, the the rapidity, rapidity how you do it. Yeah, yeah. And that's great. Great, great um, teachings that you're sharing with us or ideas because you're right. I mean, so many leaders need to be confident and, people, and, the, and the people in their organizations and the communities and that need them to be confident and strong. And so, as you say, if they look up rather than looking down, because if you're looking down, you don't actually have confidence. If they're looking up, that's a great thing to do. And if they're strong, they can do it. I, I quite like what you were just sharing before about the um, handling the anxiety or being able to do that, but using some discipline to do that. And you mentioned meditation. Yeah. What, what yeah. are some things? Okay, so meditation, and it sounds like systems or processes or things yes. that people can put in place. Meditation is one of them that you just shared. What what else could there be that people can yes. put in place to help them handle anxiety and things like that? Well, I think in this period, and I saw it with athletes as well, you know, suddenly everything falls away. They don't have their, their, their discipline and they, hold, they have a team and they know what to do when and, and everything falls away. So it gives uncertainty, anxiety. So I, I say to myself, you need to keep on doing it. I'm a very disciplined person. I always get up at the same time at five o'clock. And during the COVID, it was four o'clock because I was so pumped up with my all the opportunities that came up on me. But I need to say uh, meditation was something that I implemented the day that COVID started because I heard about meditation, you know, and it was, I don't have time for that. I'm a high energy person. So it was meditation. No, no, no. So, you know, and somebody <laughs> said, start doing it. And I start doing it three times a day, 20 minutes before you wake up, 20 minutes, you know, because when you wake up in the morning, the first thing is, oh, COVID, no work. This, that, you know, all the impulses that are coming into your mind, you, you, are, you get up and you are already anxiety. You have already anxiety. You're anxious, yeah. So, yes, you are anxious. 
So the first thing is I wake up immediately. I do my 20 minutes of meditation. It's a special meditation. Uh, I wake up, I do my sports, and it brings you immediately on a higher, uh, a good energy, you know. And this is very important if you want to go through this kind of um, period that you are disciplined, that you distance yourself from negativity. It's okay, it's, it's the crisis, it's once in a lifetime. So you need to watch the news, but you don't need to overload yourself with negativity. If you read it once in the evening eh, or uh, during lunchtime, it's enough. The, 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 the amount of deaths, it's gonna, you see, you don't need to scare yeah. yourself more. So instead of reading six hours the, the newspaper, do positive things. And that's the difference between going downwards or going upwards. Nice, nice, nice. The difference between going downwards or upwards, I, I, I'm going to write that down, the difference between downwards versus upwards. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, I mean, Marie's just talking here about it, uh, listeners, where she's talking about some structure, uh, the discipline side of things, and sometimes that can fall away when we have an anxious scenario like the pandemic and so forth. And so being disciplined has really helped you through yeah. this as well. And so you've done the 20 minutes meditation in the morning, because I think what I just heard you say is that a lot of people, we, we, we wake up and sometimes people wake up to the news on the radio or things like that and, and straight away it's just negative, right? And straight away they're going to be talking about all sorts of things. However, if you can wake up and do that 20-minute meditation, put some positive thoughts and positive thinking or even just clearing your mind from things. Yeah. But the next thing that you said was I think is very key as well is exercise because if we can get out and exercise, and it doesn't have to be very long, right, I don't think. I mean, if people get out and exercise and help us get the blood – 20, yeah, 20 minutes, yep. Get the blood flowing, get the thinking happening, uh, help everything uh, in the body wake up a bit. That'd be great. But the yeah. third thing you said was really, 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 I think, just like, wow, and that is distance yourself from negativity. So, team, distance yourself from negativity because uh, Marie's just said, and Marie, I've been working with some leaders, and, and one of them said to me he was obsessed with uh, well, watching on the news every day and day in and out and on the couch. He was really worried. And I don't know what to do. And I said to him, stop watching the news, man. And like you said, it's important to know what's going on. So watch it once, but don't just stay there all day listening to it all because it's not going to be good. But so distance yourself from negativity. <laughs> Excellent stuff. And Paul, I know that the show here is the name of the show is called Leadership is Changing. What you've just been sharing there and about what people think about and what's going on the inside of us and so forth. Leadership is changing. What, what does that mean to you when I say that statement and how what you've been saying just now? Uh, I think a lot of people are going to be struggling uh, in their thoughts and internally at the moment. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think, you know, it, you know, it was um, Maxwell Maltz, the great um, plastic surgeon who wrote the phenomenal book in the 1960s that I know you're familiar with, Dennis, the Psycho-Cybernetics, uh, where he says that a person never outperforms their own self-image. And boy, don't we see that in leadership today. You know, we've got insecure leadership everywhere we look, and that insecurity shows up in their decisions or the lack thereof. It, it shows up in, in their character. We just never outperform our own self-image. And, and it's a shame because we have before us both you know, the, the greatest opportunities and the greatest challenges. And 
you know, if if we if we could get some leaders that that could stand in their truth of who and whose they are, and who could stand for other people and, and guide the way, the the, the world could, could could be transformed into truly the utopia that I think we we all know is that, that we're capable of living in. We are, in fact, you know, at any given time, our, our own worst enemy. We are. And, um, yeah, it can be transformed. I mean, with these leaders, as I said in my introduction, if they can step up to be the leaders that we are, that they can be, then they can inspire things. They can inspire people, motivate them, but also take motivated people and inspire them even further. It would be wonderful to see, and that's what the world needs, right? Yeah, well, look, I mean, we got to have leaders that have guts to break things, okay? Some things need to be broken, right? And, you know, there, there, there's two types of change. There's a cyclical change, and then there's structural change. And I think what we've got is we've got a lot of leaders that are trying to win a popularity contest. They don't want to rock the boat. They don't want to break things. So they're afraid of introducing structural change. But structural change is, is where, where all transformation takes place. So, you know, we see cyclical change every single day. Turn on the stock market and you will see, you know, watch the commodity prices and based on the weather and based on oil, uh, we will see commodities of beans and pork bellies and, you know, coffee. They will, they will, those, those prices will incrementally change. It's cyclical, seasonal, even almost predictable. Structural change though is, is, is a change that's introduced that, that you don't get a vote if you participate in structural change, like, like we're not going back to the rotary phone and fax machine. If in the early 1900s, if, if Henry Ford would have asked the world what they wanted, uh, the world would have said a faster horse, right? You know, not, not, not a combustion engine, but yes, you know, we're not going back to the horse and buggy. And so we need to have leaders that are willing to introduce the world to structural change. But structural change is scary because it's permanent. And if the leader is insecure and the leader lacks the character, who's going to follow them into structural change? Because it's structural change that we need. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and lacking the character of a, of a leader, it's just because I'm, I'm seeing, Paul, that there's a lot of leaders out there whereby there is Surface-wise, they seem okay, but if you dig deeper, there's just empty or there's just not that character of a leader. Uh, are you seeing that as well? There's no there, look. There's there, there's no depth. They're a mile wide yeah. and yeah. deep. You know, they yeah. don't. They're afraid to stand for something. They stick their finger, you know, in their mouth and then up to the wind to see which way they should go today. That's not leadership. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's not leadership. I mean, that's. That's, you know, that's Gallup, the, the, the opinion poll company, right? And, you know, it's leadership by opinion. That, that's not what leadership is. That's not what leadership is. Leadership is the ability to identify, you know, the true best next step for mankind. And then, you know, a person who has the, the courage and the vision to, to, to cast that vision, put people right in the middle of the picture, let them see themselves in that change and then lead. Not to lead by opinion poll and what everybody thinks. People are just so afraid to lead. They're so afraid to stand yeah. for something that they fall for anything. Yeah, yeah. 
stand for anything on Fulton. Is that, is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're so afraid to stand for something that they fall for anything. Hey, listeners, I hope you really enjoyed that mashup from today's episode of our four wonderful guests, John Lee Dumas, Trey, Marie, and Paul. And it's just wonderful to have them with us. And if you want to check out their episodes, we'll have those in the show notes for you to listen to the full episodes if you want to. Hey, once again, if you haven't already checked out episode 00, go ahead and do that. And also join us on the Facebook group or the LinkedIn page, Leadership is Changing. Hey, listeners, what we as leaders know to be true is that change is constant. Change is incredibly scary, especially with the unknown and unfamiliar territory. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing. Look out for the episodes as they're being published, released. Download them, have a listen, put a review and a rating. Feel free to share them with your friends, your family, your network. If there's any feedback you'd like to give me about the show, or if there's a question you have for my guests as I interview them, or you have a question for the Ask Dennis Freestyle episode, feel free to send me an email, dennis at leadingchangepartners.com. Team, it's always a pleasure being with you. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Leadership is Changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change, inspiring executives and leaders to adapt and lead a bigger game in a fast-moving world.